coming up on this episode. It's just a few days to Halloween, and we got one more scary movie to watch, and this time, it's got voodoo magic. Stick around, it starts right now. Up for Debate, episode number 191, recorded October 29th, 2020. Streaming while quarantining Halloweening, Child's Play. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this episode of Up for Debate, the podcast that buys all their toys from a peddler in an alleyway. I'm Sean Jennings, joined by, well, I think some would consider him the good guy. It's Matt Mariani. Hello, Matt. I am the good guy. That's right. How are we doing today, Sean? I am I am just... Uh, I'm here and I'm ready and I'm excited. I made you watch this movie and I have no idea what your uh, what your thoughts and opinions <laughs> on it are because it is an it is an interesting one. It is an interesting one. Um, yeah. So Child's Play, I uh, I I kind of went in with with zero expectations because you have to understand that for me this this kind of a movie is not really what I'm used to. I uh, I have a very like specific type of horror movie that I enjoy, and this is not it. <laughs> like I'm I'm usually into, I think as as we've talked, I'm into like the very cerebral horror. Oh, this stuff. is not that. <laughs> I'm into like really kind of thinkers. I'm into ones that where the scares the scariness isn't obvious or like on the surface. It's like baked in, and it's it's um. It's more, it's more like, I don't know, not this. This is, this was very different. Um, but surprisingly, I think it did a lot of things pretty well. I think for what it was, it was, I would say it was entertaining. It was a very entertaining movie. Well, that's the thing. I, it this, moved a lot faster than, than The Witch did, but yeah. This is, it's not a scary movie. Uh, frankly, in places it's laughable. Yeah, no, I, 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 you're right. It's, it's, um, that's why I, I guess it wasn't really something that, that I thought was like in my, in my wheelhouse. It was kind of like, I, I, I was expecting at some point for it to be like terrifying or like, uh, even like jump scary. I, I didn't see like any of that in well, this. So. And I, I think part of it is, you know, the, the sort of killer doll horror genre, Annabelle, and some of these ones we've seen more recently, you know, back when this movie first came out, I'm sure it was a lot scarier to them than it is to us today. Um, and I think, you know, in retrospect, it doesn't seem as scary with things like technology and things like um, changing in attitudes. And um, at the time, was it the scariest of horror movies? No, but there were protests around it when it first came out. Um, there, there, there was a lot of buzz about it. People weren't happy about it. They thought it was uh, a little too, a little too vulgar, trivializing children's toys, um, encouraging violence uh, in children. So it certainly had some impact back in '88. Yeah, and I guess given the time that it came out, um, it was significant because it was like that. I, I, I always the whole movie. I kept thinking of the, remember the Cabbage Patch craze. Yes. It was around that, that time, right? Oh, absolutely. With the Cabbage Patch dolls. And I think the whole time I was thinking of that that one thing you always see with the uh, the woman from, like, the Midwest, that, like, thick Midwest accent who, who was interviewed about, like, Cabbage Patch dolls. But she kept she kept saying – she kept calling them, like, Kate Cabbage Patch dolls, like, because she was from, like, Milwaukee or something. I thought that was – that's all I kept thinking about was, like, her saying Cabbage Patch dolls. Well, this movie was originally written to be more of a sort of scathing indictment of toys and merchandising, and it kind of got a, a bit away from that. But you can still see hints of it throughout the movie. Um, at some point, we're going to talk about the good guys, and I have lots of thoughts on that whole idea. Um, but Matt, 
when we talk about child's play, obviously uh, Chucky has become quite iconic over the years, has spun off a number of sequels, a whole franchise. Um, but, you know, I, I, I think what, just sort of getting into the movie a little bit, you know, they get right into the uh, voodoo magic sequence, right? Right off the start, you, you only see the human version of Charles Lee Ray for a very short period of time before he does his voodoo incantation and puts his soul into that of the doll. Uh, thank goodness they have a doll that is basically child-sized and fully articulated uh, when he could have put his uh, essence into a Barbie or a hat. I don't know. He could have gone for like an animate thing too, right? Like a dog or like a fish. Why did he choose the doll? I mean, I guess did it, did it have to be inanimate? Was there some kind of rule about that? No, because he was going to put his soul into the kid's body towards the end of the movie. I think it's just because he was oh, right, shot right. in a toy store and was dying. You, you kind of so like if you're stuck in a toy store, what are you going to put your soul into? Yeah, I guess he didn't. He didn't really have many options. If he imagine if it had all taken place in a pet shop, though. Oh, that would have been crazy. That, that would have been a mm. that would that would have been a scarier <laughs> movie. Yeah, of just like a serial killer trapped in like a Rottweiler's body or something. I'm sure there's a movie out there. Uh, it wouldn't. All the good ideas are just taken. that premise. But yeah, the the voodoo the back. I wasn't I wasn't aware that there was a backstory. Like the, I think I wrote that in the notes is that the lore surprised me. Surprised by the 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 backstory. I going in from what I've heard of this movie and the Chucky tale. I thought I just thought they didn't really explain how the doll was able to be like sentient and could like stab people. I, I thought it was just like he was a magic doll or something or like a de demonic doll possessed by like a demon or something. I actually kind of like that. It was a person who transferred his soul into the body. Right. The doll. But I also, yeah. I also love that they don't, I mean, they do explain it a little bit later in the movie, but they actually really don't like, they kind of just like, you just have to accept that this magic exists and just move on, which is great. Cause yeah. they don't dwell on like, but how does it work? Well, for a movie like this, and I think that's also what um, Ghostbusters did super well. Right. Where they were just like, it, it just is what it is. Like, you just have to accept it. We're not going to sit here. I feel like if this movie were made today, um, they would have to they would have to have like a scene in a lab or in a college uh, a lecture hall explaining how this magic worked according to their like – because I, I feel like that's what we got out of the Marvel movies – was just like we have to explain everything with like a tesseract or like a th th uh, no just say you're these are superheroes that fly around there's no re we don't need a reason for them to do it like well, it just is what it is but i did appreciate the cuz like of all the having not seen this movie beforehand you know he becomes chucky the doll so you're like how would that work in a movie i would think the simplest way would be like they both just get struck by lightning and he's in the doll right or, or yeah, something that's, simple but to yeah. go the angle of, like, Haitian Creole voodoo is, like, I kind of like that. Like, of all the ways you could have executed that, that's pretty fun. Yeah. It does. It, 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 is, it, it does add a little, a little uniqueness to it. Because, I, I mean, the, I feel like that lightning at the same time strike, striking, that trope has been done to death. But right. how many – you don't really have many voodoo stories, so. And, and he does – that is actually – so when he does the incantation, it actually is Creole. He is speaking. Um, that – I had the translation of what he said in here. Um, let's see if I can – I want to hear you say the Creole <laughs> No. No. Translated <laughs> for – uh, I call to thee, Dambala. Give me the power, I beg of you. Leave me mercy from this mortal coil. Grant me life beyond death. Move my mortal soul into this vessel. I command to thee, Dambala. I command to thee, Dambala. Move my mortal soul into this vessel. Blah, blah, blah. Sean, I thought – I think as you were saying that, I saw like your – I saw like your, your, your uh, window blinds start to shake a little bit. And I get trapped in the cat's body. Levitating in the – Oh, <laughs> no. Oh, no. I'm in this stupid oh, That'll cat's make for body. an interesting Zoom meeting. And, th and then, Matt, you're the first person to have seen my real form, so I would have had to have uh, – killed you yeah yeah and and, and uh that would be an interesting way to go <laughs> what happened sean killed me in his cat's body what <laughs> huh? cat sean murdered me cannot be sleep. right <laughs> um 
so obviously this film stars Andy, uh, the young kid, and his mom, uh, Karen. Um, it's Andy's birthday, and so he wants some fun gifts centered around his favorite, I'm going to say multimedia property, The Good Guys, Matt. Yeah, The Good Guys. Could, could you discern what The Good Guys was? It looked very bad, whatever it was. Um, I, I, yeah, I, I, I didn't really, I didn't really, I couldn't really figure that out. I couldn't I, really figure what did, what did you think it was? Well, I know at one point, so they do have like a little animatic of a little animated sequence they show on the TV of the good guy show. And they're like a kid's being bullied or something. And the good guys are like, cause that's the line Chucky says is, and I'm your friend till the end. And that's the line from the show where it's, I guess the good guys are just like nice people who show up and are your friend. But then all of the like good guys logos on Chucky's shirt and on the toolbox and stuff, it, it all has like hammers and saws and like a gun yeah, which I guess is it's for, pretty messed up. So I guess I, I think like, that was like, I think that was their attempt to take like those action figures from like uh, the '60s and and '70s because a lot of them, a lot of them were like pretty violent. Like you would look at like look at old timey commercials from that era. Sure, like they were literally like selling kids guns. Like they weren't real guns, but like plastic guns that looked like real gun. A lot of things that I think today we have video. games game so so kids don't really play with that stuff much anymore but like a lot of the a lot of the action movies like westerns and spy movies and um toys that that developed from those movies were ultra violent i think it was i think it was the tongue-in-cheek reference um from the director to like say like we've been selling our kids these violent stuff for years yeah, and I mean, for a show with seemingly no plot and no interesting characters other than the one good guy, um, it, they have so much merchandise, Matt. They have the good guy's breakfast cereal, the good guy's tool set, good guy's cake mix, which I thought was weird. And then one of my favorite lines in the movie where where they're trying to figure out the steps on the counter and the flower and and, and the cop says to Andy, Andy, come here, what are, you, what are you wearing there on your feet? And he goes, good guy pajama sneakers. Like what are pajama sneakers? Pajamas. I think he meant slippers. That when he said that, I. But I that's thought, like, like such. But I thought this is a, a weird, weird Midwestern way of saying sneakers. But I love that that's like the perfect branding I mean, thing, where it's like to go with your good guy pajamas. Make sure your parents buy you the good guy pajama sneakers. Pajama sneakers, Sean. Why do all why do all the movies around this time take place in Chicago? That is a good. It, maybe tax subsidies. I don't know. Home Alone. I, I was just the first one that comes to mind is like, but there was a ton, there was like a whole bunch of them where they oh, were sure. like Chicago, early nineties, late eighties. Chicago it was a, big, was a hot big city time for Chicago. I think everyone got, Why? well, but New York was really big in the eighties and I think they got burned out on New York. Sort of like how California okay. got big valid. into the mid and later nineties. I think it just kind of moved across the country. That's valid. I, I like your tax subsidies theory. That's, that's a, that's a good, well, that's good why theory. Maybe, like they were caught up with Reagan at the time and Reagan's from Illinois. Maybe that that was just an idea. Well, that's why every TV show really in any city looks exactly the same because they all just shoot in Vancouver because of tax subsidies. Um, yeah. It's, it's just a weird thing about this movie takes place in Chicago, Home Alone, which came out in 1990. It was that late 80s, early 90s. A City on the Rise. Yeah, I I don't know why my brain I, I just can't I should have looked up like a whole list of movies that took place to support my theory, but there was a, I feel like there was a lot of movies. Was um a Christmas story? Did that take place? I feel like that was like a Chicago center. That was probably New York actually. So they go to Chinatown at one point at the end of the movie. Uh, Do you know that kid was connected to the Challenger disaster? Which which kid? The kid from um, uh, A Christmas Story. Oh, no. I, I watched. I recently watched the Challenger disaster movie on, um, on HBO. And he was he, – he like did a, a grandiose promotion 
for uh, watching the challenger go uh, like take off and stuff. And he, he like it, I feel like it ruined his life because he was never you never seen it. You never saw him after that, um, after the disaster. And he was clearly affected by it. But he, he's in the he's in the documentary. Hmm. He talks about how he like led all these like children to like get active and watch the challenger event deal. and like get vested in space. Anyway, I don't know how we got on that. Uh, Matt, the only other sort of major movie I could find set in Chicago around that time is Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Oh, yes. Very Chicago oh, movie. Absolutely. They have the parade Probably right the in Chicago. the biggest Chicago movie of all. Yep. They have that the German parade. Yep. And and they, they sing to uh, Twist and Shout. Uh, how about Back to the Future? No, that's sort of set. Well, it's it's Hill Valley. Funny joke. Um, Which is supposed to be where? Uh, the Universal Backlot. Uh, I think it's California. <laughs> yeah, it's a fictional oh, town okay. in California. Okay, okay. Yeah. All right. I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know why the, the Chicago was just on everybody's mind. Maybe I'm just thinking Home Alone was a very big movie. E.T. Maybe E.T. was, was, was there too. Mm. No, but I agree with you. I think Chicago was was definitely hot for a while yeah so they they made there's a lot of chicago going on in this movie uh they take the l train i think they go like by the bears stadium maybe they, at they one go, point they go to the dangerous part where all the homeless people live and want to sexually yeah. assault women that's chicago i think that's honestly just, this does not paint a great everywhere this chicago does not paint a great that. picture of the city of chicago because they blow up an abandoned building in the slums they they go where a bunch of homeless people perv on a lady. They yeah. there's just stranglers just and people escaping from jail all the time. Yeah, it's like it, it's making Chicago look like got like Gotham. Yeah, no, well, the Gotham is really like you, you you never they never paint a good light of Gotham in any of the Batman movies. It's just like why do people still live here? Why they should have moved out of here like long ago. Yeah. They should be working remotely from Metropolis. I was going to say. Much nicer city. Or maybe, uh, damn, what's, I love all this D, we're getting off, so off topic here, but I love the, <laughs> the DC city names, if you're familiar with them, because all the heroes are from different cities, uh, including such favorites as, well, Atlantis, obviously, Central City, which is the Flash, Coast City, which is the Green Lantern. National City is Supergirl. Star City is the Green Arrow. They're so generic sounding. Um, Midway City is uh, Hawkman and Hawkgirl. Um, and where the 2016 Suicide Film took place. Suicide Squad film took place. Um, Keystone City. Uh, These all sound like uh, racetracks on F-Zero. Remember like <laughs> I mean, they are... <laughs> Just the most <laughs> untrademarkable, like generic city name. Extremely it's basic. It's like Gotham like... and Metropolis, and it's like Star <laughs> City. Sounds like a Pokemon I mean, uh, battle. Center. I mean, Spider Man. They just said he comes from New York. I, th I think they didn't even. They don't well, even try to hide that. And that's what's interesting about Marvel is their heroes do come from real city. They don't do the fake city thing like DC does. Mm. It, a weird decision made at some point in history. I feel like they're less urbane in uh marvel because hulk comes from like a laboratory something i don't think he's in a city it's, it's it's like in the middle of the desert right like arizona or something yeah i mean and the x-men have a mansion out in the middle of nowhere tony stark is very clearly la like he's an la guy yeah because he's because he's he's robert downey jr of if course. robert downey jr was um the uh uh, if Robert Downey Jr. was the um, Tesla guy. Oh, yes. As many people have compared. Yeah, that's basically... Unfoundedly. It's basically him. So he's he's like L.A. And uh, Captain America, I think, is supposed to be like a... Probably like a like a New Englander, maybe. Probably from like... like uh, I don't know. Well... Chris uh, Springfield Mass. Chris Evans is from the Boston area, so he is. That's true. Does does make sense? He's he can do a great accent. Um, 
Matt, to get back to the movie, uh, Andy wants a good guy doll. So they have these good guy dolls. They're child size, very similar to My Buddy, if you've ever seen the My Buddy dolls. Basically an exact ripoff of those that were popular back then. Almost basically put them out of business because um, they look like the horror movie doll that swears and stabs people. Um, but the doll is expensive. The doll, this, again, I just noticed like the stupidest small details in movies, but she says clearly the doll costs $100. Which sounded expensive, so I put it through an inflation calculator. The Chucky oh. doll today would cost $220. It seems wow. like a lot for a doll whose like main gimmick is his head turns and he blinks and says three phrases. I don't even know if kids play with dolls anymore. They all have iPads now. Well, that's what so. I'm, but you can get an iPad for like 300 bucks. So I'm like, why would you get a Chucky doll at 220 That just seems so expensive. Maybe it's a collector's item. I, I would no, keep it in the box. No, because they it. had a giant set of them at the toy store. They exploded when it got struck by lightning. I would <laughs> love true. to see. There's got to be like a, a separate alternate version of this movie where it's about the good guys corporation, which is really money laundering for the mob or something. And or oh, it's like some sort of I would, I would love some sort of scam. And that's the joke is they called it the good guys, but it's really a crime syndicate or something. That would be a... Uh, that would be a great movie. I'd watch that movie. Yeah. This yeah. one, uh, yeah. The the thing that got me about this movie was I was, I mean, number one, I, I just genuinely thought it was going to be scarier. It was more like an action movie in a lot of ways. Like a, a thriller, maybe? Not suspense, or... but like a thriller, I guess you could say. I wasn't really scared at all. Um, it was... It was, I think, interesting the um, the the way that they animated Chucky. I guess the way they like made him like move around was was kind of unnatural and and creepy. I guess is that's as, as far as it as it as it went in terms of like horror for me. The movie was fun. In a, in a word, I would call it fun. Like there was nothing really scary about it. And I, I wrote this in my notes, but I'm like the concept of the Chucky doll through the first like 40 minutes of the film where, and, and this is kind of a trivia fact, but the original script actually had actually, there was some crazy shit in it. But one of the points was that they were going to wait longer into the film to have people guessing if Andy was actually killing people and the doll wasn't alive, which I thought is an interesting idea. But what I like about the first 40 minutes of this movie is that Chucky doesn't really do much. You know, his head turns a little bit, but you don't get a lot of animated sort of Chucky. That is, to me, where, where the suspense is and the horror is. And then I wrote my notes. The second Aunt Maggie has a physical fist fight with the doll, it is the dumbest looking thing I've ever... Because, like, Chucky surprising you and stabbing you is scary. Chucky coming behind you with a cable and strangling you is scary. You having a fist fight with, a, like, a two-foot-tall doll... Yeah, is that's... the stupidest thing I've ever seen, and I loved it. <laughs> I, I wrote in my notes about that that scene. Um, I wrote in my notes that it, it was uh, like something from a parody of a horror movie. It was like yes, I, I, I think they actually do parody it, probably in in like a scary movie or something like that. Um, but it was it was almost like they were making like a self parody. Because it was just that that dumb and that that ridiculous. Uh, I'm glad they didn't do that a lot, though. I'm glad that was just, right. I guess it would just happen to be in one. In well, one and that's what again, like two. like the gas explosion at the house. Like that's a great way for a doll to kill somebody. You can't beat him up, but you can turn on the gas and light a match and blow him up. Like that is see, I like smart. that. I wish they had done that more. Like exploring like the the little ways where like people would call them freak accidents, but these are things that is are actually being caused by Chucky. That would be pretty cool to explore that. Yeah. Like he cuts the brakes of somebody's car or like um, poisons their food or something like that, like some kind of sinister way. Well, that's and that that was some of the good stuff in the movie where everyone thought 
maybe Andy's doing it or Andy's lying. The doll couldn't have done it. It's impossible. And he says, no, he's real. What Again, I have a lot of line readings I really liked, but I like, because the kid is, I think the kid's actually good. And he does a really good, like, innocent kid voice. He goes, his real name is Charles Lee Ray. You know, it's like, <laughs> it's just, I love that line reading, but it's like, it sounds ridiculous. And that's, I agree with you. That's sort yeah. of the excitement part of like, what if a doll really did come to life? And tried to kill people. And I kind of wish throughout the movie, he kind of like drags Andy with him. Like when they go and explode the house, he like, he, but like, why doesn't he just go and do it himself? Like that to me is almost more interesting. Like how does Chucky get around? Yeah. He, he can't have that much mobility. He's a doll. Like how, how, how fast could he possibly move? It's, uh, it's kind of limited there. I, I, I do wish that they had gone the other route. And now that you mention it, just if they had had remade the script and made it so like I guess truer to their original intention where like the guy is crazy and he's blaming everything on this doll and it never was the doll to begin with. I would I would much rather that would be a cool twist. That would be almost like a um, uh, reminiscent of the um, the movie the uh, Friday the 13th movie that we watched right. for last year's uh Halloween that that would be much more because then it's like they, they think that that um, that it's it's in everybody's head like Jason never existed and then he jumps out of the lake like and then or is it is it a dream or is it and that was it was at the point where it was too you know a, 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 a trope like that wasn't overdone yet so you could have gotten away with it I think but well, and that was one other element from uh, the early script that I thought would have been an interesting thing to keep around, which is, uh, <laughs> this, it's kind of insane. Originally, the good guy doll was going to have latex skin and be full of blood. I don't know if you read this. Because the idea was that if he got cut, you could like put a Band-Aid on him. Oh, yeah. It was like yeah. realistic. And the way he came to life was his blood mixed with Andy's blood. And that's how he came to life. And the doll was going to kill people like bullies or te or like people who were hassling Andy. And that's why people thought Andy was doing it. Totally different movie. Interesting concept. I feel like that would be too, but that's the AIDS the epidemic nose. was going on. Oh yes. That's that is I feel true. like that would be way too political of a commentary for a, a like a, basically like a schlocky action movie to make. I, I, I wouldn't have felt good about that. So I'm glad they didn't go that way. Um, the, uh, the voodoo thing, I think that was just right. Although I don't really know, like voodoo magic to me, it, it makes, it would make sense if this movie was set in new Orleans. It comes or out like of nowhere. Mobile. It comes out of nowhere. But, but it's, it, you're in Chicago. <laughs> like you, you find somehow find like a voodoo shaman, a voodoo teacher living in, in Chicago. It's, I guess you could say, like, I mean, not to, to, to delve too into the weeds on history, but, like, Chicago is the city where a lot of, um, after the Civil War, a lot of, like, people from New Orleans made, made their way up to Chicago. There, there could have been some kind of a transfer there. But I, I don't usually associate those two things with each other, voodoo and Chicago. But Two great I, I tastes that taste great together. Yeah, yeah, maybe. It's like a like having a, a knockwurst uh, gumbo or something like that. Um, but I I didn't like the title of this movie, Sean. I I also this title always bothered me. Child's Play. I I I felt like the movie should have just been called Chucky. Well, and. You know the the franchise now that like the cinematic universe is called Chucky, and that that's I, I agree with you. That's the takeaway. It, you know what? It, because it feels to me like a working title. It doesn't feel. It feels like something they should they should have like started with, but not landed on. It, it should have been like like one of the first thing. Like somebody introduces it as at a pit, at a pitch meeting, but they don't go with it. But instead, it's like how about we call the movie Child's Play? And someone's like, okay, that sounds like a great title. Should have never happened. Although I will say, because I watch the, I always watch the trailers for these movies because I find them interesting, and it does have the the voiceover announcer guy as they all did back then. But the sort of like tagline at the end of the trailer is like, "But when the the 
I'm making this up, but when the doll is the killer, everything's child's play, and then the title comes up. And actually, it works really well in that situation, but I agree with you. You know, Matt, the original name they were considering for this movie, Batteries Not Included. Great title. However, around the same time, Steven Spielberg was making a, a movie of the same title, so they couldn't use it. So, uh, I think I did hear that. Yes, but that's a um, that's a really good title. That, that, to me, is less like a title and more like a tagline on a movie poster oh yeah child's play batteries not batteries not included coming december 1988 like well that was to me one of the funny there were a couple moments i like laughed out i guffawed and when she like picks up the box and the batteries fall out because it was like so cliche to me as someone many years you know 30 20 30 years later i laughed so hard when she like is like battery and of course they were good guy brand batteries which i thought was really funny oh, yeah. um that that was that was awesome i i did enjoy the the good the good guys like lore they built they built into this movie that how it was like yeah it was kind of this like mega th- this like hugely popular thing i think that was like taking um like gi joe oh sure or uh yeah like the cabbage patch like we talked before at, this is the, the height of, of those that. like yeah, the brand brand name action toys, Hot Wheels. It was just uh, it was the the absolute like thing of the of the of the moment. Well, that's what I, I I thought it was so funny when he brought Chucky to school, and I'm like, what school would allow a hundred dollar like life size? And there were there were other kids with good guy dolls, and I'm like, what world is this? It was a much more innocent time, Sean. I, I mean, I brought my Pokemon cards into school. But that's you can put that in your pocket. I mean, this is a doll as big as the child. That's true. And multiple that's, people was, have identical looking. Because again, as far as I can tell, there is only one good guy, which is with the red hair, and it's the Chucky style. They never show like, oh, there's five good guys. <laughs> you know, and each yeah, one does something. Plural? Like that's a bad marketing opportunity, frankly. You got to have more options for people to buy because it was the same guy on the cereal and on the blah, blah, blah. You know, I don't know. Yeah, that's true. It's bad marketing because you and your friend can't both be the good guy, right? I want to be the good guy. guy. No, you be the good guy. Yeah, you got it. That's why Marvel works so much because you could have every all your friends can be a different hero. I do, do, though. I do hope the villain in the good guys is the bad guy. I, I I would hope so. I, I, I can't I can't see him being called anything else, right? And then we look, it's like, no, it's actually Dr. Mischievous. Yeah. Oh, huh. okay. It's actually, uh, it's, it's, um, it's Jason? What? Jason Voorhees? No, you can't. Oh, what an Easter egg. swipe another franchise? Yeah. Dr. Robotnik. Hey, there you go. The Eggman. Uh, you know, I think um, one thing, though, I do wish there was more of in the movie. And again, we didn't really get to the end is Chucky being full on Charles Lee Ray, because it's like at the beginning of the movie, you don't hear from him in the middle of the movie. He's sort of like pretending to be Chucky. So he talks in that kid's voice, you know, and then at the end of the movie, when he's like, you fuck, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to like that. <laughs> he was so funny. or Like when he's talking with um, the. um the I keep calling him the voodoo doctor man and he has a name doctor oh doctor death according to wikipedia uh but but he has some to say did they ever really address his name in the movie i don't know yeah um you know right the the line hi it's hey, hello john over here it's me chucky what do you think you know when i came here learning that stuff about how to cheat death i thought maybe you were pulling my chain but not now uh-huh not now I thought that was good stuff. Yeah, he gets like this creepy, this creepy voice. He, but he sounds like a strangler. Like he does sound like a guy oh, who's yeah. like not a normal criminal, but like this guy is like nuts. Yeah, this is like a guy that would live in Gotham. Yes. <laughs> Chucky meets Batman. The crossover Just we've all been waiting for. Do you know the, uh, so- the the origin of the Charles Lee Ray name? Um, I just had to do. Well, like Charles. 
Oh, you're back. Okay. Yes. Uh, uh, Char- my guess, Sean, is that it's Charles Manson. Uh, 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 Ray is the last name of the guy that shot Dr. Martin Luther King. And Lee Harvey Oswald. Lee Harvey Oswald. Okay. You, you I, got him. I, you got him exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. I thought, okay. I, I thought that was, that was kind of cool that they, the three like most famous or infamous assassins of the era. I was blanking on Lee Harvey Oswald only because I was thinking of John Wilkes Booth for some reason. And I was oh. like, that's not a Lee, but it's a different, different president, different, different killer, different presidential assassin. Yep. Um, yeah. So, um, child's play. Chucky goes around. He kills a bunch of people. The cops get involved. They think Andy did it. Um, and in the end they kill kill Chucky though. It takes a couple of, uh, takes a couple of tries. This guy's hard to kill. Yeah. Um, the, the one thing more, I, more difficult than you'd expect from it, like a doll, but the biggest thing I never understood was at the point in the movie where Andy's essentially been committed to an insane asylum and his mother doesn't know what to do. And she, this is right before she finds the batteries and Chucky reveals himself to her. And I'm like, this doll has caught, why don't you just throw out the damn doll? Yeah. Like, like there was no (laughs) reason. And also I never understood why Charles Lee Ray didn't just leave before he knew he needed Andy. Once he knew he needed Andy, I got that. But like the second he's a doll, like he can just leave. I don't, I don't get why he's like pretending to be a doll around Andy. I guess like where, where's he going to go? You know, he's going to go kill people. He's a strangler. Google yeah, strangle people. Maybe he had a good home with Andy. Like uh, he could sleep under his bed. He has a roof over his head and stuff. Well, he tries to escape though, and that's why he kills Aunt Maggie. So he does want to leave, I guess, and he can't. But I just his whole thing is he wants to. What is he? Um, I had the quote here. Uh, what he says in the toy store as he's dying. You hear this, you son of a bitch! I'm gonna get you for this. I'm gonna get you, and I'm gonna get Eddie, no matter what. Talking to the. Uh, the cop. Hmm. So he had his revenge. You should have just gone for it. He wasted too much time hanging around with the kid. Yeah. Maybe he was going to try to groom him into like a, oh. be like another serial killer. He was uh, again, just... whispering to him, including one of my favorite lines in the movie, which is where Andy uh, and his mother are talking after Aunt Maggie's been killed. And, he, and she goes, Andy, who are you talking to? Jackie. Uh, and he says, uh, what has he been saying? All kinds of things. His real name is Charles Lee Ray, and he's been sent down from heaven by daddy to play with me. And she says, anything else? And he goes, yes. He said, Aunt Maggie was a real bitch and got what she deserved. I loved <laughs> that line. That is so, Andy, how could you say something so horrible? I didn't say it. Chucky did. I love, yeah. I just like, he said, Aunt Maggie was a real bitch and got what she deserved. And I'm like, that's awesome. Yeah, that's that movie. That that word alone, probably in 1988. Do you think that would have bumped up the uh, the rating? It was rated R. I don't. Uh, I wonder if it it does that thing where it's rated R for. Um, I don't know. I'll have to. Oh, see all certifications. That was before the the 90s when a movie like that probably like the, we're in the 90s. Like famously less strict with with movie ratings. Did you know that Wikipedia or not Wikipedia IMDb lists all of the like things that count against like sex and nudity, violence and gore, and they actually list them? Profanity, moderate, two uses of the word fuck, words oh, like yeah, damn. Yeah. I've, I've looked at that. A couple of ass, like a whole... three uses of bitch, one use of slut, and one bastard. You can do. It's a parent guide. You can like watch a parent guide. The the thematic of this film includes dark witchcraft with symbology that might be uncomfortable for some viewers. Hmm. A vagrant sexually attacks a woman. <laughs> this is kind of the whole plot right here. Yeah, you can actually. I think if you even go even further, it has the timestamps and like what you. So if you are watching with like a kid, you could like fast forward it. I love violence and gore. A man is exploded when his house catches on fire. That's awesome. Yep. 
Yeah. We should do a, a future episode about uh, movie ratings. Oh, we certainly could. Hmm. We certainly could. It's an interesting subject. And we'll, and the episode will be rated X. <laughs> um, they don't even do that anymore. Um, yeah, so I don't know, Matt. Any other thoughts on Child's Play? I was surprised that this... Uh... This um, this movie didn't really have that many famous people in it, right? Like, uh, yes and no. So Andy, the kid who played Andy, went on to do basically nothing else. Uh, but uh, Catherine Hicks, who played the mom, uh, you would probably know her best as the mom in Seventh Heaven. Oh, okay. I I've never seen that show, but I remember I I know it was really famous. Yes. And a lot of people that I know have, have watched it. Um, I, I'm seeing here that they're in the remake, Mark Hamill does the voice of Chucky in the reboot. Yes, he does. Great voice actor. He is He is a tremendous voice actor. Tremendous talent. Um, um, and uh, the cop is played by uh, Chris Sarandon, um, who has been in a bunch of stuff. He was on ER for a little while, Felicity, Judging Amy, a few movies here and there, nothing too notable. Um, yeah, the remake is kind of an interesting idea. So we talked uh, a huge franchise, Child's Play, followed by Child's Play 2, Child's Play 3, Bride of, Sucky, Bride of Chucky, Seed of Chucky, Curse of Chucky, Cult of Chucky, and then Child's Play, the remake, um, except that it is now a buddy doll um with the ability to control all the technology in a house remotely via the cloud, who becomes self-aware and violent after a disgruntled sweatshop employee disables all of his safety features in an act of spite. Hmm. Yeah, the, the, this movie sparked uh, a per, pretty much an entire um, series. It reminded me of, of like Halloween, but it just went straight for, for the camp. Whereas I think Halloween like gradually built its way up to get like kind of more campy, and then the dark reboot brought it back to its original uh, self. It's more like I guess Scream because Scream Scream also did that too. I, again, I just feel like we keep looking at this through twenty twenty vision. I really do think at the time this is a a mild thriller movie. Because it didn't, it didn't like explode at the box oh, office. Yeah. It didn't. It really became more famous later in life. Although, um, famously, Roger Ebert gave it three out of four stars, despite claiming he never really likes horror films. Um, yeah, it. Uh, I think the, the the first movie was that um, kind of. It, I think it, it got more attention after the fact from all the all the constant like references. Um, and and all the things that pioneered, right? Like the, uh, the 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 idea of like a creepy doll, a slasher, all all that stuff is what it what it uh, what it pioneered. I think that the the sequels were a little like campy though, like Seed of Chucky. Oh, of course. Uh, yeah, again, just Bride just like Chucky was very campy, from what I hear. I haven't seen any of them, but it just seemed like um, yeah, it's kind of like self parody. Yeah, well, it's just like, as you said, um, exactly the same as um, Friday the 13th or, or any of these movies that have had um, long runs with multiple sequels. They, I mean, Friday the 13th famously uh, went to outer space, right? It was that franchise? Oh, uh, yeah. In the 10th yeah, one? Tenth tenth Myers, I think they, they go there. They, they, wasn't it... Um... Freddy vs. Jason? No, I think, think that was Jason X or Jason 10. Yes, 2001, um, in which he's cryogenically frozen and awakened oh, right. in the year 2455. Yep. So. Yep. I, th I guess you just, you can only do so much with the uh, material. Yeah, I mean, uh, again, John I. John was in this movie. It, very similar. A lot. This character reminds me a lot of Freddy Krueger, uh, just specifically in that it became Jason never really sort of became a funny character. The movies became funny around him, but Freddy cracks jokes, and that's what I think Chucky is very much so. 
in a character. And he doesn't do that a lot in this movie. And that really does come later where he's more of a personality um, than in this one. But like I said, he spends a lot of the movie not talking. So. Yeah. Looks like you get, you get some more big names in the, um, the sequels. I'm reading the Wikipedia entry for bride of Chucky right now. John Ritter, Catherine Heigl, Catherine Heigl. Um, they're both in this. Oh my! Am I pronouncing that name right? Catherine Heigl, maybe. No, it's Heigl. It's Heigl. Yeah, she was in Grey's Anatomy and a bunch of other stuff. Yeah, she was in this movie. That this was really the first one to take that um, the more the humor element. It's Man. just it's just Chucky going around killing people. Which yeah. sounds fun. Yeah. It um overall I would say um yeah, this movie succeeded in many areas in in terms of like entertainment, but I I, I wouldn't say that it was uh I wouldn't say that it was it was that much a horror movie. I think you hit it right on the nose. It was more like a fun kind of action movie. It was like a like a I think they actually they they uh have the genre listed here as horror comedy. I think that was that was kind of a little bit accurate. Yeah, absolutely. You know, Matt, it's interesting because you talked last time about the time of year to watch scary movies, the fall around Halloween you watch scary movies. This is a movie I think you could watch all year round because I don't think it's so tied to the scary horror elements um that being said i enjoyed it i laughed a lot uh i i was fun it was a good way to spend an hour and a half um it was it was ridiculous i thought the acting was good for what it was um and now i can say uh, you know i've seen the movie that started the franchise so um i consider a successful watch maybe not the best halloween movie um but fun nonetheless hmm. now Matt. Yeah. Last week, you won $20 for the Alzheimer's Association. Real money I actually donated. And we're going to give you the chance to do it again this week. Okay. Wow. Look at us. 19, we're really stepping it up here. 1988. Okay. Uh, Child's Play was the 34th highest ranking movie that year. It brought in $33 million, which was a lot back in those days. Um, which means there are 33 movies in 1988 that got more money. So, Matt, you're going to take the box office trivia challenge here, okay? For oh, every oh. movie up to five that you can name above Child's Play, I will donate $5 to a Get Out the Vote charity in honor of next week's election. What is that? What is Get Out the Vote? Uh, uh, charities that support uh, voting rights and, and the ability to, to help people vote. Okay, I think that's, that's important. Voting is good. I mean, if, do you want a different charity? <laughs> we already cured Alzheimer's. I, what honestly, more do you want? I don't think it's going to matter because I, I don't think that lightning is going to strike twice here. Well, last time was much more recent. 88 is, is going to be tough for you. I, um, I'm I, famously very bad at doing these and yet I keep making you do them. Yes, you keep making one, and one day I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna switch the, I'm gonna switch the narrative here, and I'm and gonna I, flip I the lid. I could not do it. do it. I would be absolutely terrible at this game. That's it's, why I make the, you do it. Because who can? You have to be some kind of like movie savant to be able to know what movies came out well, in that, a, in in a certain year. Well, that's the hard even thing, especially now, a year I wasn't even alive. But you know these movies. That's the thing is you. I, sure I, I know do. for a fact you know at least two thirds of these movies. But you have to place them in '88. That's that's exactly. the hard thing. And and I, I have a really hard time doing. I I blew my own mind the other day because I what was it? There was there was some movie that I was convinced came out in two thousand nine. Oh, no, it was a video game. It was Red Dead Redemption. I was mm. so convinced that the first Red Dead Redemption came out in 2009, and I have, like, memories of playing it that year. It actually came out in 2010, and, it, and I was just 
I was just floored. Um, devastated. It's it's hard to, to remember memories with uh, and associate them with, with years. I, I don't know. Um, okay. You got to so try. You got to try. 1988 is the, is the era. Yes, movies 1 through 33. This is an action-type uh, movie. Well, there's all kinds of movies on the list. What, I what mean, you... it's an action. It's, this is like an action. I always associate like the late 80s with like lots of action movies. So um, bound to be an action movie or two on here. There's there's one of the biggest action movies of the of the late 80s on here. Still, I count to this day, but they're not. There aren't that many action movies. The issue is a lot of those action movies didn't make as much money as you thought they did. Oh, that, that's that's true. They're I'm more name, beloved I'm not today. Just naming famous movies, but the big spender movies. Yes. Uh, where where to begin? How about um, did Terminator come out this year in the '88? No, Terminator was in the '90s. Okay. Uh, how about? I mean, this was. 88. 88. Um, was this the year with... Um, I, was Airplane 88? No, that was like the 70s, right? Uh, or very early 80s. Uh, there is yeah. a... Uh, I don't know how much I want to give it away here. There is a, there is a, a movie in the same vein as Airplane that came out this year. Oh, um, so I guess... Uh, smoking Gun. You mean the Naked Gun? Naked Gun, Naked Gun, yeah. Yes, that was the eighth highest grossing movie that year. $5 for you. Congrats. Nice. Uh, uh, the highest grossing movie also swept the Oscars that year. Best picture, best director, best actor, best screenplay. Wow. Uh, give me a, another hint about this movie. Um, it's a drama. Drama? It's a drama. Have, um, but usually have they either are. of us seen this movie? Probably not, but you know it. I like this. I like the twenty questions version of this. I'll game. give you the. You ask away. I'll answer as honestly as I can without giving it away. Starred, starred two okay. major movie stars. So this wasn't kind of an indie film. I mean, this was two big stars in this movie. Two major indie stars. No, two major mainstream stars. Oh, two mainstream stars, not right. an indie film. Yes, this is not an indie film. Swept the ca swept every category. Absolutely, say? still a beloved film, sort of. I wouldn't say the most beloved, but beloved. And it's a drama. Yeah. Yep. Nineteen eighty-eight drama. People were, I think, pretty happy. I, I think right? I think when you hear this movie, you'll be, when you hear this movie, you'll be like, "That was the highest grossing movie of 1988." Because it's not a bad movie, but it's like I didn't think that many people would have gone and seen it. Um. Uh, it's a it's a it's a brother brother tale. Brother. Brother. All right, I've given you enough hints. Now you're only going to get three dollars. I, I gotta. <laughs> you're going to lose a dollar for every hit. Detracting from my my yes. winnings. Yes. Brother, brother. I don't think these were very good hints, John. I I don't know what more I can tell you without giving it away. What do you want to know that? You want to know who is in it? Uh, would that would that give it away? You think? Ah, uh, I don't know how well you know the movie necessarily. Uh, let's just say it starred a young, successful actor who was in some of the biggest movies of the 80s and 90s. Arguably still one of the biggest stars today. Does action and comedy and drama. This has to be Tom Hanks. No, but you're not far off. <laughs> think, think another... Another Tom Terrific. Oh, Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise, yes. Top Gun? An Oscar-winning drama with brothers, <laughs> and you say Top Gun. 
I mean, they they were like military. I never saw a Top Gun. Oh my god! So they were like military people. <sighs> Dustin Even Hoffman, they were like brothers in arms. What? Dustin Hoffman. Oh, Rain Man. Jesus, I don't know how much more <laughs> I can give you. Yeah, this is basically this is exhausting. But I will say the Hankster Great is movie. the Hanks, movie. the Hankster is on this list. Tom Hanks is on the list. He is eighty-eight. Yep. Bachelor Party. No, after. Um, what's that one where he with the mail? You've got mail earlier. Big. Yes, big. Nice. Okay. There you go. The fourth highest grossing movie that year. Let's see what else is on here. Um, there's a both a Bruce Willis and an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. Bruce Willis and Arnold, but Schwarzenegger. not the same movie. Okay, Bruce Willis is probably Die Hard, right? It is Die Hard. Well, yep. Die Hard too. Die seventh, Hard. Okay. The, the original seventh highest grossing movie that year. Um, great movie. And think about an Arnold Schwarzenegger comedy. Jingle All the Way. Much earlier. My favorite Arnold Schwarzenegger comedy. I don't know. There are this other very good. Batman, Batman and Robin is pretty good too. Oh yeah, he's great in that. No, no, he's got a couple <laughs> good draw. He's got a couple good comedies around this time. Um. Oh, Kindergarten Cop. Nope, earlier. The what's the one where he gets pregnant with the Danny DeVito? Uh, that would be Junior. Oh, Mom, Mr. Dad, what? No, junior. Junior. Okay. And uh, no, it's not Junior. That one. Okay. Earlier. Um, this was really his first comedy he did. His first comedy. It also stars Danny DeVito. Give me one line from this comedy that and, and do it deliver it in the Arnold Schwarzenegger voice. We're twins. <laughs> oh yeah, that's I think that's the movie I was thinking of. Not I don't think Danny DeVito is in the one where he gets pregnant. No, he's also in that he, one. Is he also yes, in that they, one? Yes, they okay. did two movies this is the one together. I... Yeah, believe it or not. Believe it or not. Let's see if Matt comes back here. I think his freezing means we've got to start wrapping up here. Thinking of, isn't the movie called Twins? Which which movie? The one where he's pregnant? No, Twins is the one where he's a twin. Yeah, with Danny DeVito, they're with twins. DeVito. Yeah, that's the name of the movie. Yes, that's the one. That's number five this year. A, a, a lot of people went to see that movie. That's that was crazy. huge. I mean, again, this is peak Schwarzenegger. Yes, this is this is when he could do no wrong. Um, if I go, God, his Wikipedia page is so long. You forget how much stuff he did. Um, where's his filmography? Filmography. I just want to see where what was going on in his career around eighty eight. So he was in The Running Man, Predator, Commando. Um, he's he's done oh, Co yeah. Conan the Barbarian. So he's done he's done all action stuff. But then after Twins, it's t in order: Total Recall, Kindergarten Cop, Terminator Two, uh, Last Action Hero, True Lies, Junior, Jingle All the Way, Batman, Robin. So he devolves into action comedy. Yes, he, he, he has a Jackie Chan. He basically all through the 90s, he's sort of he'll do like one action movie and then like three comedies. Nice. I, I, I enjoy Jingle All the Way and Kindergarten Cop, both some of my favorite movies in that genre. I, I think action comedies. I think Jingle All the Way. I think Sinbad is so underrated in that movie. He's very <laughs> and I'm not like the biggest Sinbad fan, but he's very funny in that movie. He is. He, he kind of makes that movie him and him and Arnold. I wish they were in more movies together. Um, okay, Matt, we've got to end this because this is painful. Uh, movies you missed. Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Coming to America. Crocodile Dundee 2. Made $109 million. Um, Cocktail, another uh, Tom Cruise film. Uh, Beetlejuice. Scrooged. Willow. Rambo 3. Oliver and Company. Nightmare on Elm Street 4. Outgrossed... Uh, uh, Child's Play, uh, The Land Before Time, The Great Outdoors, a personal favorite of mine, Midnight Run, Dangerous Liaisons, 
among others. Sean, I was, I was, I'm, I'm very glad we ended it there. I was never going to get literally no, any of those. No, this is a, this is the worst special. segment we've ever done. A total yeah, it's, disaster. It's hard because you got to build some parameters. I don't have like a, like a, I don't have a Rain Man knowledge to to borrow the movie that we just talked about. Um, I don't have his his version of expertise when it comes to remembering movies and when they came out. Uh, do you know what the lowest grossing movie of 1988 was? Why, According to Box Office Mojo? Should I know that? Is it a movie I've... It is made, it The Room by Tommy Wiseau? No, it made $421 at the box office. Is it is it a, a known movie? No, absolutely okay. not. It's a film called State Park. Um which starred nobody. The storyline is an evil businessman wants to build a pesticide factory next to an old state park with plants to dump toxic waste in the area. The biggest problem is a local male protester who dresses in a bear costume and does everything he can to prevent this disaster. Meanwhile, different teens with different stories get their lives crossed as they intend to participate saving the park. Sort of a, a sex romp, revenge of the nerds type. Sean, I think we should watch that movie for this show. <laughs> I can't I even. I think we should find it somewhere, wherever it is. I think we should obtain a copy of it. Oh and my I God. think we should watch that movie. You can watch it. I'm not joking. On Prime Video, like with Prime, you don't even have to pay for it. If you're a Prime subscriber, you can watch State Park. Yes. The lowest let's grossing movie. Let's do it and let's put it on our Patreon. Yeah, okay. <laughs> it's more of a threat at this point. Like, like you better give us money or else you can avoid this content by giving us five dollars a month. Oh my god, there's so many of these like late '80s sex romp movies on Amazon Prime. You keep using that word, sex romp. Do you, do you know what genre? Sort of like a Porky's, um, Revenge of the I, Nerds, um, those sort of horny teens. No, you know the, I don't the old, know what you're talking about. <laughs> I'm, I didn't make this term up. I think you might have made it up. No, hot dog. I would never describe a movie like that. Boob comedies is apparently another term, according to Wikipedia. Hot dog, the okay. movie, hard bodies. That that, that kind of uh, that that kind of thing. I I might I might have heard that term before. And they all of the most like private school I, and spring break, up the creek, right. ski school is a famous one. Meatballs. Um, among others. These are for our, our $20 tier. Screwballs. I would do a whole sure. podcast just watching these. They sound very funny. And they're all, for some reason, they're all available for free on Amazon Prime. Let's start with uh, National Parks. How about joysticks? And they all have the same plot, too. When a, when a top local businessman and his two bumbling nephews try to shut down the town's only video arcade, arcade employees and patrons fight back. It's always like the big corporation is coming in. To that like was shut. very in vogue. Very in vogue at the time. Oh, they did a, they did a lot of them back in those days. They're going to they're gonna shut down the ski lodge, and we so we have to dance like Kevin Bacon to stop them from the big man from crushing our, our, our spot, man. I, I would love to do Very like a, big. I would love to do a trivia challenge where I make up plots of these movies to see because like here's a real one: two brothers who have just graduated from college inherit a bikini store from their aunt in the Malibu <laughs> bikini shop. <laughs> That's uh, these are these are I, awesome. I, I can't even. How do, I mean? Damn. Four Venice Beach boys make a pact to lose their virginity before beginning their senior year of high school in Hot Moves. Where where are you finding these? There's, there's a list on IMDb. Thanks to a strange crystal, a shy student finds himself in the Stone Age, where he falls in love with a beautiful cave woman and helps her clan stave off the tribe of cannibals in Cave Girl. I think they made a movie like that with uh, Michael Sarah. I was thinking about this the other day. Oh, year one? Yeah, that's what it was called. Terrible. Year Jack one. Black, I think, was also in that Jack movie. Jack Black and Michael Sarah, right? I, yeah. I never saw that movie, but I always wanted – I remember when it was coming out, I was like, oh, uh, this looks this looks like it could be a, a disaster or it looks like it could have some funny moments. Never saw it. Always wanted to. Probably will now. Probably going to look it up after this show. 
You you should. I I've only ever heard bad things about it. <laughs> a glowing endorsement. I, I'm only. I promise. I'm only going to do one more of these. But I just. This is like my new favorite. I'm going to go through and read all of these. But uh, Russell Porco has been expelled from several schools for lewd, crude, and nude conduct. Buster Burger University is his last chance for an education and pleasing his disappointed parents in Hamburger, the motion picture. I, I remember Good Burger. Good Burger was a good movie. That's a movie we could watch. Excellent, watch excellent movie. Another, another great Sinbad excellent performance. Excellent movie. Sean, I, I am going to do a weird thing here, though. Like I mentioned, in, in, if you listen to last week's episode, I can't watch Good Burger unless it's summer. Okay, well, we'll save it. Pencil it in. It's got to be between the months of June and and not even September, between June and August exclusively. Cannot cannot be done any other time of year. Sorry. I would love it doesn't to make sense to me. It's a summer movie. Why would you watch it in the fall? Uh, you know? I think we should do a movie sequence, like a movie uh event where we watch all movies around food. Okay. Good Burger, Ratatouille. Jiro Dreams of Sushi is a great one. Yeah. Um, but it has to have food in the title. Like, that's the requirement. Good Burger doesn't have food in the title. Oh, like like specific types of food you're talking yeah, so about? Yes, like, like Ratatouille okay. or Good Burger. But it can't be like, you know, uh, what was the Burnt? Was that the Bradley Cooper chef movie that came out? Or like the Founder it's kind of a food movie, but it has Chef? to. Yeah, but to see, that wouldn't count. It has John to have Favreau? food in the title. I feel like the well would kind of run dry. No, I don't, I don't think I so. I can't really think of any um, food in the title. Uh, Sausage Party? The terrible animated oh, rated yeah. R movie? Uh, maybe, maybe this is a bad idea. <laughs> I'm trying to think. There's got to be like pancakes or something, and like, um, I hop the movie. I hop the movie. Hmm. Well, we're gonna stew on that map, but we we do have to wrap up this episode, if you can believe it. Um, we've been talking long duck enough. Soup. Sean, we should watch Duck Soup. Have you ever seen Duck Soup? We really do need a whole nother show what where we just watch movies. What an absolute classic. I, I love that movie. Genuinely. One of the best. Groucho Marx, the Marx Brothers, Duck Soup. Mm. Love it. Mm. Okay. Mm. We're going to do this. We're going to watch Duck Soup after we watch the National Parks. State Park. <laughs> state State Park. Well, we're we're going to do all these boob comedies. All right. Uh, wonderful patrons only patrons only check us out patreon.com slash doesn't exist uh matt we're we're done with october we're done with halloween i don't know what we're going to talk about next week because we have not planned that far but whatever it is we hope you join us at up for debate.tv being our website of course subscribing wherever you get podcasts we're there the video version on youtube as well and of course following us at up for debate tv on twitter and emailing us up for debate tv at gmail.com matt what a treat this has been um I will end this episode with another uh, iconic line from Child's Play. But Andy, aren't we friends? This is the end, friend. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't resist. Uh, you would save that one. Uh, on behalf of Matt, I'm Sean. Thanks for being here. We'll see you next time for another slightly less scary episode of Up for Debate. What's my This has been a Coffee and Beer production, executive produced by Matt Mariani and Sean Jennings. To learn more, visit coffeeandbeer.tv.